This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is BXB. It's the Bronx Baseball Yankees podcast from Odyssey from WFAN. He's Keith McPherson. I'm Sweeney Murdy. And the idea of who's coming back next year begins really at the top because we're going to get to the big guy, the biggest guy, like figure, literally and figuratively. But the guy at the top, Keith, is Brian Cashman, who has made these decisions for a very long time. Um, and I've been asked, I, I get asked every year, is Cashman coming back, even in the middle of contracts? Well, his contract is up right now. And the answer I keep coming back to, Keith, is that there are no visible signs of anything wrong between Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman. Hal Steinbrenner's um, uh, vision for how Cashman operates and what his moves do, what he operates within. Um, I don't think that there is, uh, as I said, there are no visible signs that there is any sort of discord between those two guys. So logic could tell me that Brian Cashman is coming back to run the Yankees again. I've said this probably 40 to 50 times this year. That's Brian Cashman's job until he doesn't want it. I don't know why fans think that they can call for Brian Cashman's job. It's not happening. They made it to the American League Championship. They won 99 games. Uh, Look at this postseason. Harrison Bader, that's a Cashman move that people criticized. What are the Yankees in this postseason without Harrison Bader? Mm-hmm. Cashman will be back. You know, as much as you know, people want to kill him for the IKF Donaldson trade. I do too. I think that trade sucked, and uh, I understand you had to get rid of Gary Sanchez, but you have no problem DFAing a bunch of other guys and not getting anything for other guys. Um, even with the pitching, right? Frankie Montas was not it. Uh, you, you gave away a ton of young pitching uh, to get him and, and Trevino. And I mean, even in this postseason, you went to Clark Schmidt over Trevino. I don't know. There's there's so many things that fans will look at uh, in their moves and in uh, their process and say they need a change. They need an overhaul. They need a new voice. But I also have to remind people who who is out there, who is supposed to be this new voice. Is there some type of uh, young up and coming guy that everyone's buzzing about in baseball that's going to storm into Yankee Stadium and take over for Brian Cashman? No. It's Cashman's job. Uh, They'll make some changes internally with some other positions. But as long as Cashman wants to be the GM of the New York Yankees, he will be the the GM of the New York Yankees. Yeah, and it's important to remember too, Keith, and I know this is not how Yankees fans are trained to think, but it's fine. It's it's legitimately part of the fact. Um, 
the Yankees, as you said, 99 games getting to the ALCS, as much as it's failure under the Yankee model, it is not screaming for a rebuild. Um, Everybody is still, you know, everybody in this division is still chasing the Yankees. They are still had the second best record in the league. And I'm not saying this is saying this is consolation and you should be fine and satisfied without making changes. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that this is not, there's nothing to fully tear down and go back. Like they didn't finish with 70 wins where you're saying, okay, we need this, 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 and this, and we're getting nowhere. Okay. Um, it's going to start with Aaron judge. Okay. So let's, let's get to him. Uh, because if we're just going to assume Brian Cashman is making this decision, whether he is or isn't Aaron judge is still the key figure here. The baby bombers era is over. Okay. Aaron judge is 30 years old. Now he is officially going to be a free agent when the world series ends, which means the Yankees do still have a window to negotiate with him exclusively. And five days after the World Series ends, other teams can start making monetary offers to Aaron Judge. And his answer last night was kind of, I think it was kind of telling, because I wondered if there was enough room in this little window before the World Series is over that they can get together and make Aaron Judge an offer that will keep him off the market. But as he said last night, he says, I'm a free agent. Right. He didn't say I'm a free agent in two weeks or 10 days. I'm a free agent. And this goes back to how the negotiations were handled, maybe in April, releasing the uh, details of the contract. It feels like he wants this to play out where other teams can can allow the bidding to go up and maybe force a little bit more money out of the Yankees pockets for him. Because I do really believe, Keith, this is where he wants to sign. But I think he's playing the game, and he has every right to. He's earned that right through free agency. He also said that he made it clear that since he's been in pinstripes that he wanted to be here, that this is where he wants to stay. But he said we couldn't get something done before spring training. He set everything up. We all know this, right? He said if we can't get a a deal done before spring training, I'm going to focus on baseball. And, uh, you know, like the Yankees well. The Yankees missed their time. To this kid should have been signed early. He comes, he bursts on the scene his rookie year with, you know, over fifty home runs, wins the home run derby, rookie of the year, should have been MVP. That's when you start locking him up. No, uh, but I'll, I'd say that doesn't work for every organization, and for the Yankees especially, especially a player like if listen, if they had signed Aaron Judge to I don't know, say the Ronald Acuna deal, okay, after his rookie year. And he goes on to get hurt each of the next two years the way he did. What are you saying? Remember, this is this. He has not. He's had his rookie year. And he was immediately year, a face of baseball. The guy's six seven, two eighty. He's something we've never seen. I don't know. In my opinion, I think they dropped the ball. And so now, when you drop the ball, others get to pick up your ball, and yeah, uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna bid on him. And that's what he wants, right? He, he yeah. was drafted by the Yankees. He's never had this, and he just had the best season he could put together. And now let's see what the Giants do. Let's see what the Dodgers do. Let's see what the Mets do as far as courting him, offering him. And if the Yankees don't re-sign him, then we can talk about blowing it up and firing Cashman and uh, starting over. (laughs) Okay, so this is an important point when you talk about what are the Mets going to do, what are the Dodgers going to do. One of the things that Hal Steinbrenner has stuck to over the course of the last 15 or so years is still having the highest payroll. And even though there is some thought that it could go even higher because the Yankees could afford it, 
spending more than the other teams and kind of still kind of toeing that line seems to be where where the Yankees operate. Well, if you look at total payrolls, and these are figures from spotrack.com, and it includes not just the 26-man roster, but includes 40-man payroll and the extra uh, payments the uh, teams have to make. It's, it's above what is usually referred to as a payroll number. It's a full payroll number. The Mets were first this year at 282 million. The Dodgers were second at 275. The Yankees were third at 264. Right behind them is the Phillies at 255. The Padres at 237. Okay. So you're still so the, all the teams in the <laughs> all the, right, the top right. four teams were in the top five except spend for money. the Mets. Sure. Spend money and and you end up, you know, uh Houston was ninth at 192. It's because they ended up letting Springer walk, Correa walk, or else they'd be up here too, right? But um the question now becomes, Keith, do the Yankees want to say, like, why are the Mets and Dodgers spending more than us? Okay. Why why can't we sign Aaron Judge and spend more and put ourselves back to it? Because there was a point in time where the Yankees were no question spending more than anybody else. And now it's it's not no question anymore. So in regards to Aaron Judge plus, do the Yankees are the Yankees going to act upon the threat that Steve Cohen produces, the threat that the Dodgers are producing by continuously spending more? Maybe I, I I know they uh, had those cash registers ringing all season. This was a huge season for the New York Yankees attendance and ticket sales and Aaron Judge's historic run and and the Yankees winning a bunch of games. They have the money. Um, I, like I don't know. I just think that Aaron Judge also he sucked in the playoffs. It is what it is. He wasn't himself in the playoffs. He he had opportunities to come up big, multiple opportunities to do damage, and he couldn't do it. And uh, I was saying at the end of the year when everyone was so wrapped up in the home run chase, I'm like, I'm over it. I was over, once he got to 61, I'm like, cool, that's good enough because you guys, you know, you, you keep hyping this home run chase and it's going to mess up his swing. It's going to mess up his approach. He's up there trying to, you know, hit the ball out and, and do nothing else. And October's right around the corner. And uh, I think he was definitely affected by that whole thing and, he came up small. He's, he had a couple home runs in the postseason, but ultimately, like, I don't even want to look at his strikeout numbers or what his average was. Um, you know, one for 16 in this series. I will tell you just, I mean, listen, you and not I. Not good enough. Not good enough for the AL MVP. Not listen, good you, enough to sign a, a 300 plus million dollar contract. You and I watched every at bat, right? So it feels like more than trying to chase the record, it felt like he was obviously the strategy to pitch to him obviously changed the second he got to 60 home runs. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, baseball is about timing and rhythm hitters say, right. That timing and rhythm was thrown completely off with how he was being pitched to over the course of the final couple of weeks of the season. And it felt like that just carried on over because much like the Yankees did with Alvarez, you know, other, you know, the, the guardians, and the Astros made sure that Aaron judge wasn't going to beat them. And, the rhythm of pitching to him, I thought, really changed over the course of the la- really the last month that we've been watching. Yeah, and I mean that's tough. I-, I feel for the guy as far as like having the weight of the world on his shoulders. He he responded this year with what he did, but then another test was right in front of him. Hey, okay, sixty two is cool. You almost had the triple crown. Now you got to carry the Yankees through the postseason. It's too much for him to do on his own. He wasn't able to do it but he's still going to be expecting that big contract. And I know there's Yankees fans. They start the first two games where he, he was like, Oh, for eight with, with eight K's or something. 
Yankees fans were like, this guy's not good enough. You don't pay him. He, he He's small in October. And I'm like, nah, you pay him. But like th- the Yankees have a huge decision to make. Mm-hmm. There are going to be, I think there are going to be higher bidders. Honestly, I just think that the Yankees have their way of doing things. And when they want a guy like Garrett Cole, they can go outbid everyone in the yep. winter meetings. But with Aaron Judge, his age and the years he's going to command and the money he's going to command, they have a real decision to make if these other teams come in and uh, start throwing like ridiculous money out of them. There's there's a line that I feel like the Yankees won't cross for Aaron Judge, and if he leaves, then you then in my opinion you gotta you gotta do something else with that money, and I don't know you you got to get Donaldson out of here. Uh, you, you got to go sign some arms. You got to, I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot to do and a lot to be seen, but it all starts and ends with Aaron judge. It starts with Aaron judge. And I'm, and I'm curious to see really how far this goes because, you know, there is a line, but I think most teams are still drawing that line because I think, listen, let's be realistic. Okay. The chances of him hitting 62 home runs again is really remote, right? No, uh, you don't have, have the, the it, it's, it's hard to hit 50. So um, another team thinking about where he is at age 30 and the type of body that he is, they're all doing these same calculations. This, there's a lot of things involved here. And the idea that appeared to be the Yankees didn't want to go beyond seven years, you know, six months ago, right? Well, other teams are looking at the same kinds of things. And we're talking about how Josh Donaldson fell off a table from age 35 to 36. Now think about where Aaron Judge is in his career. Is another team really willing to go eight years or nine years? Are the Yankees really willing to go eight years or nine years? Is this where it's going? And are there enough? Are there are the Mets, the Dodgers, the Giants, whoever you want to pick, are they in this enough to to go beyond that years? I'm talking about. Uh, I think there's definitely uh, there, there's a level of. Um, some guys just want to beat the Yankees and we'll, we'll compete with the Yankees and we'll, we'll try to win Aaron judge sweepstakes because they can. Uh, I look at teams like the Mets, they have a lot of their own guys that they need to retain. So like, I don't know how much money they could throw. Uh, The Dodgers always go for it. I feel like they'll shuffle it around Mm -hmm. and, and figure out what they can do to present an offer. Uh, The giants, I think the San Francisco giants have been planning for this all year and they feel like, you know, they can bring a hometown kid back and, you know, you know, we'll see. I, I, I can't call it. I'm not a, a money guy as far as knowing the ins and outs of the business of baseball. Um, Here's the thing, Keith. I haven't looked at the entire free agent list, but I will tell you, if the Yankees don't re-sign Aaron Judge, it is an entire failure here because there is nobody else they can bring in that will appease people but we got this guy instead that's not happening like Aaron Judge is the face of the Yankees he's coming off this tremendous season and the postseason doesn't take away all of that okay postseason is a separate animal I think we all understand that if the Yankees do not bring back Aaron Judge there is nobody else they can bring here say oh it's okay we got this guy instead right there was there was a contingency plan for Juan Soto at one point <laughs> and then he got traded this season um they passed on Bryce Harper three years ago and you're, you're gonna hear a ton of Bryce Harper talk as he's in the World Series and he did damage this postseason he showed up and yeah. looks like a guy you pay 330 million 
There is no other guy, right? They opted to go for John Carlos Stanton and turn him into a DH. Uh, I don't know. It is. Well, that was, and listen, and that was, it was calculated. Okay. Stanton was coming off. Remember he was coming off a 59 home run season and Aaron judge adjusted 52. So you have this idea of these two guys right uh, in the same lineup. There was no guarantee that they were getting Bryce Harper. And I know Harper talks about, um, you know, uh, growing up a Yankees fan, but free agency a year away offers no clear, um, you know, solutions or decisions at that point. And I think if I, you know, Harper wasn't coming off the best season at that point in time and the Yankees had a choice to make because 2017 offered them a different window. They, you had judge doing what he was doing and the baby bombers were exploding and Glaber Torres was on the horizon. The Yankees had just gotten to game seven of the ALCS. They didn't see their window coming a year from now when Bryce Harper was going to be a free agent. Their window was now it was 2018 and Harper wasn't a free agent yet. So they decided to push all their chips in on Stanton rather than wait for Harper because 2018 was a window to get to the world series. Listen, we all know how this has turned out, but that was the decision process at the time. Why wait another year when this year is coming now and has the ability, you have the ability to push forward? Sure. They push their chips all in. And, uh, you know, as we're talking about windows, uh, I fear that this window is over. I feel like 2017, they were ahead of schedule, got to game seven of the ALCS, and you fast forward five seasons and you're getting swept out of the ALCS at home with um, – you know, a few of those same guys that were there in 2017 and 19 when you, you took it to game six. Something has to change. Uh, I don't know. I think the Yankees have it right in front of them. What do you have to do to beat the Houston Astros? Uh, is Aaron Judge in that equation? If he's not, then you go and you find the pieces that you think are going to get you closer. But I also have to say this. The Yankees have put so much weight on Oswald Peraza, Anthony Volpe, uh, these prospects that are supposed to be coming up, that's the next window. That's the next, like, when does that start now? Uh, I feel like it could have started now, uh, but they, you know, they called up Peraza late and it was almost like they felt like, I don't know, like they didn't want to do it. It was like, I guess we have to at this point. And he didn't get enough reps. And then you use him in October and expect him to be effective. Well, he's a fine, lot of... but he's not coming up to, in October to be a savior. Okay. Let's make sure that, you know, if, if that was your expectation or somebody else's expectation, then those are misplaced. You can't it's expect not. a rookie to come up and be, I wasn't expecting yeah. anything out of him or Cabrera. That's another thing that the Yankees defaulted into. Okay. We have to use these rookies uh, in, in late September and in October because we, you know, we passed the free agency and then the trade deadline. This is what we have. And, uh, I don't know. That's a weakness that that falls on the organization and planning. And I, I just I, I have no answers. It's the day after the season ends. There's a lot of questions. Uh, there's a lot of mistakes that were made. And I, I feel like it was just poetic the way things happen, like like Donaldson striking out on a call strike three. And that might be his last at bat for the Yankees. Like, yeah, judge making the final out. Uh you know, IKF missing a ball. It's like, yeah, all of these mistakes and all these things that we see happen, we can draw a direct, a direct line back to like, well, you did this or you decided for this. So uh, it's it's tough. I'm a Yankees fan and I've always been since a little kid. And I feel like I'm getting to the age now where like I, I understand some of the guys in the media. Like now that I'm in the media, like I understand yeah. being like neutral and not 
being that deep in it, um, you know, because then you don't feel like this. But as a fan, like, I feel terrible. As a fan, uh, this was embarrassing. It was a nightmare. There was so much promise in the early on of the season. It felt like everything was going right. Like, this was the year that they would be able to go toe-to-toe with the Astros. But, nah, they come crashing right down. And there's a lot of the same feelings and thoughts about the organization. Uh, You know, even last night with the rain delay, I'm like, here we go with this rain again. And I know they can't control the rain. But I just feel like, you know, Mother Nature, the baseball guys, whatever, they're just – Delaying the inevitable. And uh, people were talking about the ticket sales and how the ticket sales dropped. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, they had a whole Monday of the uh, ALDS where everybody came there and bought tickets and that's you all, know, that, spent that's money. That's all and, market stuff. Those seats were all sold. I don't, yeah, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not uh, worried the about The Yankees' that. money is perfectly fine. And uh, we'll see what they end up doing with it. I feel like, you know, if they don't sign Aaron Judge, okay then it's a new era because Aaron Judge is the face of the Yankees. He is the face of this era. And if that's all she wrote, 62, and he comes up short and he goes elsewhere, so be it. But then you have to make some drastic moves and some drastic decisions and use the money to uh, improve this team. Well, and that's uh, that's what I'm coming back to is like there is not – there's not yeah, another no. good alternative right now. Um, like if you're if you're the A, if you're trying to put a good spin on this, it does not begin with not bringing Aaron Judge back. There's no place to go to spin this well if you're the Yankees after that. And they've got other free agents too. There's there's plenty of time to get into that. I think Matt Blake is an important one. I think I think you know the way the Yankees have pitched the last couple of years. I think he's an important one to retain, and we'll see where they go with him.